Man, we can almost pray and go home, amen? <laughs> Talking about getting out of the way, huh, man? <laughs> uh, you know, in the Bible it says uh, uh, to have no greater joy than to hear your children walk in truth. You know, think about the importance, you know, walking in truth, doing what's right. You know, uh, parents, you can see, you see a lot of times, you know, your kids, they're not, they're just, they're just, uh, you know, um, they make mistakes too. But, you know, praise the Lord when they desire to serve the Lord, when you see some great things. You know, I see that within when, uh, I remember one time when I saw my dad, he was uh, getting some things ready. He's getting his New Testament. And I said, hey, Dad, where are you, what are you doing? Where are you going? What's going on? He goes, I'm going to go uh, witness to my mechanic. And, you know, it's something that you don't ever forget. I, I've never forgotten that. Uh, you know, it was one of the few times that I've seen him uh, desire uh, for someone else to be saved, someone else to know Christ as their Savior. And that sticks with you, and that's something uh, I appreciate the time that I had with my father. Uh, he's passed away some years ago, but praise the Lord for your children. It'll follow the Lord. And uh, if you'll turn in your Bibles to Hosea chapter 6, Hosea chapter 6, and uh, Hosea chapter 6, and uh, that's right after Daniel. Something like about maybe uh, almost a month ago I was reading through here. And it was really been great reading through the Old Testament, some of these, uh, these books here. Hosea chapter 6 and verse 1 says, Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. After two days will he revive us, and the third day he will arise or raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the later and former rain unto the earth. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for what we've heard already. We thank you, God, for I, I believe um, we need to pray for revival. We need to be concerned about that, and it starts with us. And Lord Jesus, uh, I pray that we would... Uh, squarely look at your word tonight. I pray that you would bless these few moments we have. And God, I pray that you would just get a hold of us, Lord. We thank you, God, for doing all that you've done, Lord, to save us. Lord, help us or not to, uh, Lord, uh, be ineffective in, in the life we live now. Lord, help us, Lord, that we would be have the victory in our life. Lord, we thank you for saving us. I pray that you just allow us, Lord, to do something without salvation, that we would just uh, uh, bring honor and glory to you. We we'll thank you for redeeming us. Help us, Lord, to live for you, we pray. And we pray that you bless this time. In Jesus' name, amen. We think about, uh, we think about how important it is. Uh, no prophet sacrificed more than his God, than Hosea, for his God than Hosea. He married a woman, her name was Gomer. What a name, huh? Gomer. Uh, who would later become a harlot. Uh, she would dishonor her husband, violate her vows, and break his heart. The book of Hosea gives a graphic picture of Israel's backslidden condition. The gracious plea from Jehovah for them to return to him in a glorious promise of a restored relationship. You know, the Lord sends his prophets. He sends his message out to us. Many times he has to shake us up. Many of us, we experience it, you know, and he doesn't do it in, in the same way. Sometimes he does it through the preaching of God's word. Sometimes he does it through, uh, you know, all, a variety of different things. You can have a flat tire. You can have different things that happen in your life. Health concerns, things like that, that shake us up and get a hold of our attention. But we think about the, 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 the plea here in verse 1, uh, the return plea, pled, come and let us return unto the Lord. 
for he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. The Lord's desire is not to lead, leave us there. He, his desire is to get us out from where we're at and get us to spend some time with him and, and to heal us. Amen. Spiritually, our country is uh, in a trouble. Our country is in a lot of hurt. And the only one that can straighten things up is the Lord. You know, we can try. We need to get the Lord to, to, to and we need to get uh, hold of people's attention and, and get them to understand that uh, we're in bad shape and we're not there because of uh, because uh, we're going the right direction. We're in that bad shape because we're going the wrong direction. We're going away from God. We're going away from all the different things that uh, where we've had blessings in the past, and we don't even see it. We're blind to it. We're blind to the fact. Uh, they are smitten. Both of the conditions were wrought by God. God loves us. He wants to build us. Build us. He wants our best. But we will, he will chastise his children when they sin. But we also see, number uh, B, the consequences resulting from the return. God would heal them. God would bind them up. And we think about how, uh, why stay in a mess? Forgiveness, restoration, and blessing awaits. Those who return to their Heavenly Father. And Hosea is trying to get a hold of Israel. Oh, I'm sure that was uh, relevant to when we think about how God wanted to get a hold of Israel. And, uh, man, he wanted so badly to bless them, but he couldn't do that. He couldn't bless them until they returned. He couldn't bless them unless they re uh, repented and come back to them. We think about today, that's a great need. We think about camp. My son Levi went to this camp, and uh, there's a call out. And camp is a wonderful thing. Camp is a blessing. You're, you're uh, pushing away all the distractions, and you're going to a camp, and you're, you're surrounded by preaching. You're surrounded by friends, and you're surrounded, hopefully, bless, the blessing of fellowship around God's word and the singing. And, and you see how you give God a chance to speak to your heart, and what a wonderful thing that is. And revival, it's almost like a revival happens. How many camps we've been to in the past where we saw a revival happen? We thought that the, the kids could uh, come back, seem like they were chewing on something. They could spit bullets from the, uh, you know, they were just so on fire for God. What God was, had done in their hearts at the camp. And uh, what a blessing. They, they were all excited. And our kids this year were so excited. And was a, what a blessing that is. And no two camps are alike. They're all different, aren't they? We think about how God deals with us and how God works within our hearts and how he does some great, wonderful things and what a wonderful thing that is. We think about how uh, in our world today, oh, the culture of the world today and the things that get a hold of people's attention, the way the devil works and where we're at today, boy, we need revival. And I think about my children. My children were very important to Pam and I both. And, uh, you, know, uh, you, you know, if... Uh, God tarries with this world, boy, it's, it's an influence. It's, it's such a bad influence. And uh, for many Christians today, they get into the, this lethargism. They're just like, they're like out of service, totally out of service, totally blind to what's going on. We as Christians, we see the changing going on around the world and how things are changing, how prophetic signs are in line, and how we uh, are looking at the Lord Jesus Christ coming back at any moment. I mean, at any moment. Some, sometimes you wonder, how, how could we go much farther? Uh, Proverbs uh, 22, verse 6 says this, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And we want our children, when we send them off to camp, and we want camp to do the job, or we want church to do the job, or we want something else. And we need to pray to that, and we need to work to that, and we need to get on our knees, and we need to be concerned. 
And we have a country. We have uh, children that come to Bible Baptist Church, and they need to be trained up too. And we need to be concerned that we give, give them encouragement. How many times have kids come through the door of a church and they've gone, gone into that church? Maybe they came in on a van. Maybe they came in uh, in the backseat of somebody's uh, family's car. Uh, but they got some discouragement. They got something they really shouldn't have got. Maybe someone told them something and discouraged them. We need to be about encouraging them. And so uh, we at Bible Baptist Church is an important thing. And what a wonderful thing we have. Today, we think about the importance of letting God do something. We think about here in verse 2, after two days will he revive us. In the third day he will raise us up and he shall live in his, in his sight. And we shall live in his sight. Oh, to live in his sight. Some of, so many of us, we, uh, so many people in this world, even Christians, they don't know what it is to live within the sight of God, to be close enough to God, to pray every day and have that relationship, to reach out to the Lord Jesus Christ and have that daily relationship that allows you to know and have a concern about your, just your relationship, and also that relationship would reach out and be concerned about others, be concerned about others, somebody other than ourselves. So we have a world today that is uh, all about ourselves. We're all about me, 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 all about me. We have where we grow up. We start out being a baby. It's all about me, isn't it? <laughs> and it has to be. You can do nothing for yourself. But when, later on, you, ha, you start doing things for yourself, and, 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 and it's always about us. And the Lord Jesus Christ, it was always about others, wasn't it? Jesus came to come to this world, and it was never about himself. It was always about others, about what other people needed. They needed him. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus said that about himself. Uh, you can't find Jesus in anywhere else. You can't find a way to heaven. You can't find a way to God. It's always, it, it has to be through him. We think about the timing, the revival produced in timing. The revival comes after the return. We want God to make us feel better so that we will come back to him. God wants us to come back to him and he, uh, he can, so he can make us better. We think about how the psalmist uh, says, uh, turn us again, O God, in Psalms 80, verse 3. God has never, uh, never changed. Revival will not come until we turn back to him, Amen. turning back to him. Sometimes that doesn't come easy for whatever reason. We have our ways. We're set in our ways. Sometimes there's things in our lives that doesn't come easy. We have, we have our own will. We have our own desires. And sometimes it takes us to turn one foot and mechanically make our, ourselves do something. And sometimes it could be a variety of different things, but obeying the Lord, whether it's visitation, whether it's coming through the doors of this church on a Sunday night, Wednesday night, we may not feel like it. You know, the devil can make you feel like not doing something, especially when we're far enough from the Lord. Oh, he gets our way and we, he discourages us in a way. And it's almost like oppression. He oppresses us. Make sure, mark it down that if, if you're looking the way of Jesus there's a devil, and he's trying to discourage you, and he's working overtime. I'm telling you. And we, those are things we fight. Those are things we work against. You know, the Bible does talk about the fact that if you resist the devil, he'll flee from you. So if you keep, you know, if you keep just doing what God wants you to do, just simply obeying and trusting him, saying, hey, I don't know the whole story. I don't know all about it, but I'm just going to trust him. Guess what? Pretty soon the devil's going to go, what? He's a waste of time. I'm going somewhere else, you see. And God, 
we put, when we put God first. We think about uh, the timing, how important it is that we turn back to God. We don't know how much time we have left, how much time we have left. We think about the truth, what happens when revival comes. He will live in his sight. Revival produces believers who are aware of his presence, relying on his power, seeking his praise, and walking after his purity. We think about the importance of walking and walking with him, within his presence. Are we walking in his presence? And I know plenty of people, plenty of people over time, and there's been times in my life where we, uh, I, was, I was busy serving God, doing this, doing that, but I wasn't walking in his presence. Let me encourage, let me, let me tell you where we need to be. We need to be walking in his presence, walking in his presence. So we can, let me tell you, you can never better serve God than in, when you're walking within his presence, when, when you're seeking his praise, and when you're walking in his purity. Wait, where is this purity? Let's walk in it. Where is his righteousness? Let's walk in his righteousness. And so important for us to do these things. And we think of the importance of so many people. Like, we can get life. Life is, is so easy today to get mechanical, isn't it? We just have, we're like George Jetson, you know, it's time to get up. He's not even awake. He's on the conveyor belt. He's going along, and, there, and he has all the mechanical things getting him all ready. And we all, we all want to make life easy. And that's the sweet spot. Spot, you know, if you have to, if you have to get up, you have to do all this. And we want everything, and we get things mechanically. God doesn't want everything mechanical, amen. He doesn't want He doesn't want your perfect plan. He wants His perfect plan, and His perfect plan may not look all perfect to you, but it's perfect to Him. And so we need to just trust Him, and our trust needs to be in Him. And uh, and uh, so we see that important how important that is in our lives, that we just trust Him and, and follow Him. And uh, in verse 3, we think about the fact that uh, Revelation promised. We think about in verse 3, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord, His going forth is prepared as the morning, and He shall co- uh, come unto us as the rain, as the later and former rain unto the earth. We think about getting to know the Lord and, Boy, I've been in some rains before, and boy, it's sometimes at the right time. A rain even right now would be nice and refreshing. You'd be going, oh, man, this is so great. I mean, not a hot rain. I mean, I'm talking about a nice, cool rain, right? <laughs> but it was refreshing. It's refreshing. I can tell you some of the experiences that, are, that, that uh, I, I've had in my life were in the Northwest where I'd go, to the, uh, I'd go down to the Puget Sound into the farmer's market in Seattle, and you'd get that refreshing mist coming off the Puget Sound and that, uh, and that, just that, that smell and the essence of it being there is just refreshing early in the morning. And only those that are early in the morning get that. Our time, that just dissipates and goes away. But what a refreshing thing that is. And we think about being around the Lord is refreshing. It's like that rain that is refreshing. It revives us. It gets us back on our feet. It, it plenishes us. It clears the mind. We, we, we today, we need to have a clear mind. We need to spend around our time around the Lord and uh, His Word. And maybe we don't understand everything about His Word. Just trust Him. Just trust Him. So important for us to trust Him and follow Him and come back to Him. We think about the importance in our lives today as we follow Him. We need to follow Him. We need to be in His presence. We need to be seeking His praise and walking after His purity. Listen to this verse, and I'll be closing here soon here. Proverbs 16, 3 says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and 
thy thoughts shall be established. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Today, we, we have the ability to move forward as a church, as individuals, as families, but we need to commit our works unto the Lord. And you know what? And I'm, I know that many of us, uh, what, what God has allowed us, whatever God allows us to do as far as that work is concerned, uh, and he empowers us to do, we need to be thankful for it. You may go out there and you may door knock and that be maybe your work. You may not think all, all that much turned out very well. You may go out there and go, boy, it wasn't that great of a day at all. But the Lord was still working. And God was in it. And so we will commit it to the Lord. And from those times, we may not think that much happened. I think of that, that uh, guy in Texas, that young man that came on that bus on the, for that revival meeting. The only kid that got saved that whole week at that revival meeting in Texas. What was this name? Ralph Hughes? And uh, ended up being getting saved. Those deacons of that church got upset with the pastor. Said, "Boy, we didn't only had one young boy get saved through the whole whole revival meeting. Uh, not much to look at. These are the works that happened. We're not happy, but God was happy. And later on, there was thousands of other people that were happy because they would come to know Christ as their Savior. We think about the things that God wants to do. We need to be thankful for those things." God can do some great things if we'll just commit our, our work, commit our lives to him, and get back to him. Let me encourage you tonight. Let me encourage you as we go into this week that we would get back to him. Get back with him. Know his presence. Rely on his power, seeking his praise, and walking in his purity. Listen, God so desperately wants us to turn around and walk towards him. Oh, Israel, he, he sent his, his uh, prophets and he so desperately wanted to bless them. He so desperately wanted to see them come back. And they wouldn't. We think about that, what that brings forward. And the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back soon. What are we going to have for our Lord Jesus Christ? We as Christians, we need to be concerned about that. I don't believe we have much time. I believe it wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he'd just come tonight. Amen. I really believe that. I really believe that. The Lord Jesus Christ come back. Let's be ready. Let's have our hearts turned. Let's have our lives turned. Let's be heading back towards the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's be, have our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what, we won't go wrong. With your heads bowed, eyes closed tonight.